Chapter 20. When you walk to Kaleko, you can't see much of the school until you get past the tall brick wall that surrounds it. From the sidewalk, I could only see Kaleko's roof over the wall, and on the roof, standing proud, was a statue of the school mascot, an egg. Not just any egg, a 20-foot, sickly-looking green-brown egg. It wore yellow wrestling pants with flames running up the sides, a yellow scarf mask, and a yellow superhero cape that flapped in the wind. It had noodly arms and shoved and gloved hands like a cartoon character. One fist rested on its hips, hip if eggs have hips, and the other held up the school's flagpole, making it look even more heroic. What didn't look quite so heroic was the huge crack that the egg had running down its left side. All the steam the school generated was funneled into and escaped out of the shell through that crack. That steam-spewing cracked super egg looked plenty rotten. Coleco is a weird Spanish word. It can mean proud or excited or gaga in love or nesting like a chicken or like six other things. Only The only common thing in all the definitions is that if you're Kuleko, you're always a little out of your mind. So why would anyone call a school Kuleko? American stepmom looked up the answer. Seven years ago, the forming committee had tried to generate interest and support by letting the public vote on names for the school. And the good people of Miami had done what folks everywhere do when they're asked to name something. They trolled the vote. Kuleko got the most ballots by a landslide, even more than the swear words. But instead of calling the contest off, the school embraced it. The founders said, we are crazy proud and crazy excited and gaga in love with learning. And the school's building used used to be a poultry processing plant. So even the chicken part of the meaning kind of worked. So yeah, troll or no troll, Kaleko was the perfect name. And that's why our mascot is basically a putrid Humpty Dumpty in a cape. Our motto is Fiat Fetor, which is Latin for let there be stink. There are chicken and egg puns everywhere. Everything at Coleco is excellent and extraordinary and exciting and exquisite and extreme, dude. The first day of school, there were signs all over the place that read, Welcome, Bok, Bok, Bok. And carved into the stone above the main entrance is this. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get a, gr- a great education at Coleco. Yeah, pretty sandwich, but sometimes bad jokes are just another way for people to tell you they love you. Coleco felt right. This wasn't your mama's namby-pamby art school. It had guts and no cares about what people thought. It laughed right back in the community's face, and now the community loved the school. Everybody at Coleco is an artist. From day one, I'd been surrounded by actors, illustrators, sculptors, and musicians, writers, performers, and makers of all stripes, doing whatever they love doing best. They did it publicly and proudly, literally out in Coleco's courtyard even before school started. Maybe my favorite thing about Coleco was the costumes. I mean, just about all the way, all the students seemed to dress up one way or the other. Sometimes it was subtle, like Gabby's barrettes, but a lot of the time the cosplay was just plain incredible. Each day so far, as soon as I headed through the school gate, I'd been treated to a courtyard full of heroes and villains from every single novel or movie or comic book or video game you could think of, or at least that I could think of. I'd seen mechs made of so much actual machinery that they were kind of, that they kind of actually were mechs in the mix 
some, were some student originals too, which looked as pro as anything you could stream or YouTube or watch on TV, except they were sharper, meaner, scarier, glitterier, over the toppier, and way too cool for the mainstream. Those were the best. Yeah, yesterday had been brutal, but I knew as soon as I saw Caligo's schoolyard full of artists arting, ballerinas balleting, thespians thespianing, and cosplayers cosplaying, I'd be 100% again. The brick wall was like a curtain before a performance. Eager to start the show early, I picked up the pace, half ran to the gate, and jogged through, and stopped dead. Every kid in the courtyard, every character artist, mime, saxophone player, Broadway hopeful, alien smuggler, robot warrior, spandex defender, and magical sailor from various planets and moons stood around reading the school newspaper. Like hundreds of kids, oh, like hundreds of kids, in almost perfect silence, sometimes they stood in groups of two or three, peeking over each other's shoulders. Honestly, someone giggled or whispered, occasionally someone giggled or whispered, but then they immediately fell silent again, reading and rereading the front page news. Just the front page. No one was reading the inside of the paper. Something ain't right with thar that thar picture, I thought Texasly. If you ever need a quick dose of courage, speak with a Texas accent. It really works. No one seemed to notice me at first. They were too busy reading. But as I cat-footed up the walkway, doing everything I could not to be noticed, kids froze in place as I passed them. Some slowly lowered their papers to make staring at me easier. They still whispered to each other, but now they leaned together like tipping bowling pins and never took their eyes off me. Gabby, I thought, glaring back at the mouth breathers until one by one they looked away. I had to get a paper of my own and read what she'd written about me, stat. When I turned forward to march into school to find a paper, Senor Senorita Real herself blocked my path. She'd come out of nowhere and her patented shark smile was covering the entire lower half of her face. Clearly, she had snuck up with the idea of spooking me. Not gonna happen. May I help you? I asked her, like the snootiest British butler in the world. Today, her t-shirt read, People call me a feminist whenever I express sentiments that differentiate me from a doormat. Rebecca West. And her volcano eruption hair, orange and yellow streaks today, was studded with dueling sorceress barrettes. I have a present for you, she said, and she pulled from behind her back my very own copy of the school paper, The Rotten Egg. I swiped it out of her hand, barely saying thanks, and snapped the front page tight. It was devoted to a single story with one, with a one-word headline, Poultrygate. What does that mean, Poultrygate, I asked. I instinctively knew you had, you always had to say it with an exclamation point. You know, Gabby replied, smug as a sandwich, like Watergate, Gamergate, Cheetogate, when she saw I wasn't getting it. It means scandal. In this case, a chicken falling out of a locker. Yeah, I got it. I had scanned half the article by that point. In what represented the biggest mystery in Coleco's history, a whole chicken that sources report was of the Golden Friar variety, fell out of noted dancer Yasmani Robles' locker, landing in an explosion of blood and chicken bits and generating unprecedented mayhem and confusion amongst the students of Coleco. They ran screaming in all directions, creating pandemonium in Coleco's sacred halls and a school-wide hysteria that lasted for the better part of fifth period. Exaggerate much? I asked Gabby. You must both inform and entertain, Gabby said, making air quotes, a faraway look in her eyes. 
She reached over the top of the paper and jabbed at the article. Read this part. You'll like it. Her finger pecked at a paragraph in the center of the article that began, At the center of these inexplicable events stands a mysterious new student, Salvador Vidon. Apparently, I dress like a nature show host in training, who only needs an Australian accent and a death wish to complete his outfit. Apparently, I use my unnerving, mesmerizing eyes to stun and stupefy anyone foolish enough to return my gaze. It is he, I read out loud, who caused poultry to plunge precipitously from its perch and propagate a possible food poisoning pandemic. I'm particularly fond of that passage, said Gabby, bouncing on the balls of her feet. This is a total hit job. I didn't yell. I think yelling is a sign of weakness because it shows a lack of control. I am always in control. I was just feeling very passionate at the moment. You saw for yourself, Gabby. There was no chicken. It was a trick. Her eyebrows boinged up and down. Keep reading. I did keep reading. Aloud, again. I mean, very loud. I might even have been yelling, only I don't yell. Perhaps, however, Vidon's greatest delusion lies not in making a chicken appear out of nowhere, but rather in making it disappear again. Neither the shrewd mind of our beloved Principal Torres, man, you are such a suck-up, am not, she is shrewd, nor the keen eyes of Mr. Milagros, Kuleko's crack custodian, could find any trace of raw poultry by the lockers. More shocking still in this age of camera phones is not is that not a single photo nor video was taken of the incident. It's almost as if there were a rich and powerful secret society using every resource at their disposal to hush this matter up. See, I told the whole truth. In the lyingest possible way, you're making it sound like some big conspiracy. Oh, and look at this. As of the publication of this article, Robles is awaiting punishment for his attempted bullying of Vidon as Principal Torres, a moral lighthouse amid a sea of wayward ships. Oh, come on. That is some chupa media writing right there. You don't know what you're talking about. That is a beautiful metaphor. And then a second later, what's a chupa media? My eyes rose over the top of the paper like two angry moons. It means brown noser. Literally, it means sock sucker. That's you. I do not suck socks. Her hair flattened a little, like the ears of a dog being scolded. She was getting flustered. Good. I went on. As Principal Torres, a moral lighthouse amid a sea of wayward ships, considers the facts of the case, the editors of The Rotten Egg only hope that she will show Robles mercy so that he can try to make amends for his unacceptable actions. Right. The editors. You're the editor, Gabby. You're using the paper, the newspaper to cover for your friend, who also happens to be a repeat bully. You support bullies, Gabby. He can change, she said, her voice shaking, unsure. Everyone deserves a second chance, right? And as for Vidon, I continued reading, flamboyant and sarcastic, almost dancing. What to make of him? Did he really pull off the greatest magic trick in Coleco history, fooling a hallway full of students, the finest custodial team in Florida, and this school administration with one mighty illusion? Or is there some greater power at work here? Perhaps Fidon's illusions aren't illusions at all, but actual magic. Some powerful arcane spell that he used to conjure and then disappear a haunted hoary chicken. No one knows yet. Yet. But the rotten egg is committed to pursuing this amazing story to its weird and spooky conclusion. Gabby looked at me, hopefully. So now you get it, right? You see how much I helped you? I balled up the paper as viciously as I could. You just called me a brujo in front of the entire school. Thanks to you, Gabby, everyone is now going to think I practice black magic.
Gabby's head shot back like she was dodging a kick. No, she said, holding the O. Uh, she was just beginning to realize what I'd known in an instant. She didn't believe in black magic, and I didn't believe in black magic, but a lot of people do believe in black magic. I'd learned the hard way that the hard way the day before in textile arts, uh, and a long time ago from my mammy. She dropped her hands and held them out, pleading, Sal, you're taking this all wrong. Sure, I got a little creative there in the end, but with a stroke of my pen, I have made you the most famous magician in all of Coleco. Oh, yeah? How many other magicians are there in Coleco, Gabby? Well, you're the only one. I started to walk away. She grabbed my arm. But now everyone knows how powerful and mysterious you are. You defeated a bully with magic. Your reputation is set. Yeah, my reputation was set, all right. I remembered all too well the big eyes Mammy would shine at me when she told me the many ways a brujo could ruin your life. So yeah, people would be watching me now, but not the way they'd watched a showman, laughing and enjoying the performance. They'd watch me like I was a threat. I was seething. The anger, the heat of my anger made my words evaporate before I could say anything. I tried to walk away. I needed time to think. Gabby clutched my arm even harder and said, hey, don't be mad. I really wish she hadn't touched me. She should have let me walk away. It would have given me a chance to calm down, count to ten, relax. Instead, she, I shook her, I shook free of her. Mad? I'm not mad, Gabby. In fact, I want to thank you for all your help. I smoothed out the newspaper ball against my right leg. Then I, then it snapped, then snapped it taut a few times for effect. Kids near us perked up. They could tell I was starting a magic trick. While I made the paper into a large cone, I spun around to address my growing audience and said, Behold the sun, good gentle folk. It is the ultimate giver of gifts, for it gives everything on earth the gift of life, humans, animals, and even... I stopped spinning in front of Gabby. Pop! A huge bouquet of silk carnations suddenly filled the newspaper cone. Flowers. Ooh, ah, applause, applause. Gabby smiled, relaxed, touched her chest in a thank you gesture. That's so sweet, Sal. Ah, but they smell even sweeter, milady. I dipped the bouquet toward her for easy sniffing. She closed her eyes and brought her nose in for a mighty whiff, and then I flicked a tarantula on her face.